This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's time for Emergence News on Plains FM 96.9, citizen-made radio. Kia and welcome to Emergence News. My name is Nigel and joining me on the programme today is Peter and John. We'll be meeting them in just a moment. Today's programme is focused on the breakdown of our civilization. On our previous programme, we discussed the chaos and to quote Maitreya himself, he says, a world chaotic and dangerous the anxiety, the corruption that exists in virtually every department of human activity, especially commercial activity. The corruption so ingrained within our economic and political systems that university students from around the world this year have been pressuring administrators and policymakers to ramp up efforts to combat climate change and demand an end to the fossil economy. Many of these international students this year have articulated just how dysfunctional and corrupt our political and economic systems are. So bad, so corrupt, that our profit-driven economic models that are the world's biggest oil companies are now on track to spend $103 million on planetary destruction projects every day for the rest of this decade. I'm not going to bring you in here, John, because I know you'll get rolled up over this. (laughs) These students have also revealed that many schools, some of the most famous, prestigious university institutions globally, are directly linked to the fossil fuel economy and continue to invest in extraction projects. We have universities worldwide training our youth for a world of fossil Capitalism. It doesn't sound like a message of hope. That's coming later. So far, we're talking about what is not working. And you covered that last time, John, on the program when you talked about the big C, the word corruption. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it is the cancer. It is the cancer. Mm. And to quote these outraged students, while our planet burns, we must reject the thinking of business as usual. Yes. So why the disintegration of our civilization? Why must we endure this period of darkness and difficulty? Why must so many suffer the hardship? So what we're going to do today is we're going to ask two questions. We're going to look at the big picture, and that's that's your project today, Peter. Yes, uh, we're just talking about uh, the chaos that uh, Nigel's um, been talking about. Uh, I was given the questions, what can I do about it, what can... What do I need to do? And so I've ended up back at honesty, sincerity and detachment. Right. So let's think about the big picture. And Peter, hopefully, will look at what's going on. And perhaps there's a spiritual reason behind the collapse of our current 
economic and political systems. And of course, John, your job today is perhaps to be a bit more pragmatic and what we can do about it individually. So back in just a moment. Well, the spiritual reason behind the collapse of our civilization is my task today. The end of an age brings chaos because the energies are so different. The sixth ray of devotion and fanaticism is fast fading as the seventh ray of ceremonial order and magic gains in strength, bringing in the age of Aquarius. This brings understanding of the etheric body, new forms of healing uh, and treatment, including acupuncture that we know and various other forms of healing, relating the spiritual life to the physical and many new revelations about our spiritual life. And in fact, the seventh ray is actually bringing these two closer together so we can see why things are happening because we've become aware of the etheric body. Maitreya sees things from a spiritual point and he can see changes of heart in much of humanity. Many protest about the war in Ukraine, more in fact than perhaps the Vietnam War or the terrible war in Iraq. We must give up war. It becomes more and more distressing as people become more sensitive. We need to know the truth, as John so emphasised in our last programme. The governments of the world need to do the will of the people and not follow the oligarchs who want to expand their power and control. The End of Chaos by the Master. It's interesting in the latest Share International, these two articles there on the same page, The End of Chaos by the Master through Benjamin Krem, and also we've got a message here from Maitreya himself. So the Master says, when one looks at the world with a clear eye of knowledge, there is revealed to that discerning gaze a view altogether different from that held by most observers. To the vast majority, this is a world of chaos, characterised by war, flood, pestilence. Terror reigns in the hearts of millions. To be sure, the world knows all of these catastrophes, and many suffer grievously as a result. But behind the terror and the pain, there is a growing sense of hope that things will change for the better, that this period is an interim and will not last forever. Thus it is in many areas where the turmoil is greatest, the hardship most acute and most difficult to bear. Behind it all, behind the endless and mindless destruction, this world is emerging from a dark and dream-filled sleep, the awakening from which is difficult and traumatic in the extreme. New and powerful energies are stirring humanity to action as never before. And as always, in each such a situation, the first response are mixed, chaotic and destructive, followed by a new and higher rhythm, which gradually imposes itself on the whole. We who look at life behind the outer forms and events know with certainty that this difficult period has all but run its course, that the stability and calm yearned for by so many is almost at hand and that humanity is awakening, refreshed and renewed from its long, dark night. And it is a long, dark night, isn't it? It's, it's 
It would appear so, yes. Uh, there is hope coming. Indeed there is. And we'll uh, have a message of hope later with Peter, message number 129 from Maitreya. But in just a moment, we turn our attention to John, and John joins us next. Thanks, guys. Um, I was given the questions, what can I do about it? What do I need to do? Uh, but I'd have to say, this is confession, I'm very comfortable with the idea of the breakdown of our civilization. The breakdown of our civilization is the only answer that makes sense to me. It answers the question, why is nothing working? Whether you say in the micro or in the macro fields of human endeavor, nothing is working. Okay, the economic system is not working. How we manage this planet economically is not working. In fact, we're destroying our planetary home. See my first point. The economic system is not working. Emotionally, humanity is hurting and in some cases failing. We here in New Zealand brag about being clean and green, and we are not, however you measure it. The power of oligarchy is still present. Oligarchy is still the emperor of this planet, an emperor who still has no clothes, but they are driving us to destruction, filling their wardrobes. The myth of joining oligarchy persists, and many people still believe that if only they could dress like the emperor, all would be well. It's a myth. The emperor doesn't share his wardrobe. Well, it's because our civilization is breaking down. That's the answer. And in having an answer, I am able to regain some of my sanity. The only way I sustain my, uh, my sanity is because I have a belief. I have a belief in my Treya's story. I have a belief in the plan. That does give me much comfort. Now, I just want to temper that with, I know this change, this collapse, is causing people much pain and fear and suffering. I know that people are dying unpleasant deaths as this process works out. So I don't want to diminish those experiences. However, what can I do about it? What do I need to do? To answer these questions, my first thought was, and we discussed this in the program in September, message number 11, who am I? Because then I know what makes me well. Because I need to be well, however you define well, to face the challenges of this coming time. Secondly, and we've discussed this in previous programs, finding your role or your mission or your purpose is a long way on that journey to wellness and finally evolution, to being a better human actually. So I'm back to who am I? And if I can answer that, I can answer the first two questions that Nigel has posed. The Master DK, and I'm not sure I'm quoting him verbatim, has said, the greatest service you can do for humanity is to control your astral nature. So in other words, your emotions. Okay, I've got who am I to lead me to wellness. And secondly, we have manage your emotions to contribute to humanity. Now we're on to something because I can answer any thoughts around mission. I need to start discovering who am I. To do that, I need to start managing my emotions. So I went to a question and answer session in the latest share, the same one Peter's talking about, uh, with BC, Benjamin Krem. He's asked the question, how can we get rid of negative tendencies 
and repressed emotions from the past. And if I think if you look at the last two years on planet Earth, it's been dominated by fear, mm. right? Fear, misbelief, anger, frustration, a lot of negative tendencies. Here's Benjamin Krem. He starts with by realigning our identification. The more we identify with the self rather than the vehicles of the self, which comprise the physical, the astral, and the mental bodies, the more we rid ourselves of negative tendencies. Negative tendencies are the result of wrong identification. We identify with that which we feel. Mostly we feel negative. We feel hurt. We feel nasty. We feel cruel. We feel angry. We think that's all real. We take it for granted that it's real. It's not real. These are only feelings that pass through. You didn't feel it yesterday. You may not feel it tomorrow. So what's real about it? If it doesn't last, it's not real. It's transitory. Now, if you identify with those feelings and make them last, you build them into your system. Everybody in this room, and he's talking to quite a large crowd, has a tendency to self-pity. Self-pity is a negative experience. Everything is related to oneself. That creates the condition of negativity. And if you identify with it, you simply strengthen it. But if you don't identify with it, you soon say, that's not me. You feel it, but that's not me. Who's experiencing it? Find out who is experiencing it. That's the important thing. You are experiencing it, but who is doing the experiencing? You are the vital one. It's not easy, this stuff, John, is it? It's not easy. <laughs> it's very easy. I just found this on Sharon Tanaki. <laughs> <laughs> Looking in the mirror ain't easy. <laughs> he goes on to say, you are the self behind experience and the vital one you are coming into contact with. And then you say to yourself, I feel sorry for myself. Why do I have all these negative feelings? Why does nobody like me? That's one of my favourites. Why am I not successful? Everybody feels sorry for themselves at some point, and these are all angry feelings. Benjamin Krem reminds us, you are a God, an everlasting, great, divine being with all the wisdom, all the power, all the love of God, potentially. It's potentially in your makeup, and it has to demonstrate and what prevents it from demonstrating are these negative feelings, feelings of inadequacy, feelings of self-pity, feelings of greed, feelings of selfishness. The big number one crass of heresy is the sense of separation. That's the major heresy. Get rid of the sense of separation and you get rid of all these tendencies. They result from the sense of being separate and that everybody else is out to get you to bring you down. Of course, we repress such feelings because they're painful. We won't allow them to come to the surface and say, is that me? Of course it's not you. Distance yourself from them and they die from lack of ammunition, lack of nourishment. The more you focus on your negative feelings, the more nourishment you're giving them. You're pouring energy into them. Anything you pour energy into is nourished. If you distance yourself, you don't give them any nourishment. You say, that's not me, it's not me. Then there's a distance created between the feeling and you, and gradually they wither and die because you deny them any further nourishment. Detachment. That is the way. That is the way without repression. Repression doesn't do any good, but neither does self-indulgence. 
you see most people either repress their emotions or indulge their emotions. And people are taught this. Psychologists say, let it all out. Be angry. Kick the door. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. It is really stupid. I love it when Benjamin Cream really brings it down, right? The thing is not to deny the, the emotions, just to look at them. Just to look at them without any kind of trying to get rid of them. Without putting them down, without saying, this is wrong, this is nasty, oh please, I wish I could change. Don't say it at all. Simply look. And if you just look at it without condemning it, but without indulging it either, you don't give it any energy. You just look at it, and you look at it in the right way, without denial, without repression, and it dies, and you weaken its hold on you. The more you do this, the weaker and weaker the connection of that negative with yourself becomes. Then you're free. Assume the freedom that you have. So really what he's saying is, and how we can contribute as individuals to this changing time is, we're all fearful. What you put your attention on grows. Energy follows thought. We are literally energizing our own personal demise. We are powering our own fear. Therefore, learn who you are and your role will slowly become more apparent. Overcome the addiction to emotion. Then you will know what you can do and how you can contribute. In doing so, you will gain a measure of understanding and peace, a degree of detachment. This takes honesty and sincerity to get that detachment. Look, thanks for that, John. And it's always good to be able to consider what we can do as an individual. Look, for example, we've got corruption, we've got widespread pollution in the air, seas and soil. But guess what? Maitreya says our biggest problem is complacency. You know, that, mm. that attitude, I'm all right, Jack. Yes. Everyone else can look after themselves. That's because we believe we're separate, Nigel. Yes. And actually, in that belief of separation, what sits in that is, if I'm separate, therefore, for me to do well, I need to take from Peter. For me to do well, I need to take from you, because that idea of separation supports the idea of competition, and competition supports doing whatever you can to get ahead. You know, that, that famous saying which just turns me off is... Don't take it personally. It's only business. <laughs> right? As I'm demolishing your family, demolishing your lifestyle, shutting down your culture, demolishing the history of your nation, don't take it personally. It's mm. only business. Mm. Right? Separation drives that attitude. All right, Peter. Mm. Speaking of Maitreya. Great. You've got a message from Maitreya. Yes, uh, as we've talked before, he gave 140 messages through Benjamin Cram. And uh, this one uh, is particularly apt, um, message number 129. And of course, he uses this mental overshadowing that he uses uh, Benjamin Cram's actual voice, but he sounds actually nothing like Benjamin Cram, does he? You know, when he's talking, he's mm, oh, it's al amazing. Al although he's using his voice mm. box, yeah, if yeah, you like, yeah. but um, he sounds completely different. And he speaks very slowly and very deliberately. And there's a rhythm to it, isn't And it? there is. A there's a mentric rhythm. Mm. And uh, if you actually time some of his messages, some of them are actually up to about nine minutes, yeah. mm. whereas we would save them in about three minutes. Mm. <laughs> mm. I mean, we're just, uh, just so different, so... In a hurry, aren't we? Mm. We're, we're trying to um, do everything in a different rhythm altogether. Anyway, message number 129 from Maitreya. 
My dear friends, once again I am happy to be with you in this fashion. My friends, I am glad indeed with the response of mankind. Many see around them a world chaotic and dangerous, and rightly so. Nevertheless, within the maelstrom of this apparent chaos is a still centre of calm, generating hope and change. My friends, were you to see it as I do, the changes now occurring, your hearts would leap gladly, as does mine. For throughout the world today, man is awakening to change, bringing to the fore the new thoughts and ideals which now grip men's hearts. Many of you are aware that much of good takes place in the world, yet hidden from you still are profound effects of my work. Be therefore joyful and glad indeed. Spread widely the rhythm and light of joy and awaken in all you meet response to these glad tidings. My friends, much remains to be done. Much of weight engages my attention. Many are the problems awaiting solution. Nevertheless, great are the strides already made. Know this to be true and act accordingly. When you see me, you will hear anew the old truths. From me will come the enunciation of the true relation of man to God. Knowing this, those who respond shall go forward into that divinity. Make it your task to teach the others. Tell them what you know of love and truth. Tell them that the manifestation of love is a sure path to God. This simple truth underlies all I teach. Wait for me a little longer. See me as your brother and friend. Know me as your guide and hope for the future. Trust me and love me as a brother. Know me as the manifestation of the love of God. Prepare to see me soon. Prepare to work with me. Prepare to tell the world that you believe that I, Maitreya himself, am now among you. Do this for me, my friends, and enter into life. May the divine light and love and power of the one most holy God be now manifest within your hearts and minds. May this manifestation lead you to help the needy of the world. All this information can be found on the Share International website, www.share-international.org. And also don't forget the podcasts, which are available on the Plains FM website. We welcome your comments, questions and feedback. Please contact us at emergencenews at gmail.com. Emergency News.